Hey guys, this is Tim Stout with the Learn to Earn podcast episode six. And today we're going to be talking about Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel is a book written by Gino Wickman. And today uh, I have Mackenzie Huddleston. <laughs> she's the director of operations of Tim Stout Associates. So she's like my right hand man with the real estate business. So she'd be a perfect one to, to bring on to the podcast, discuss Rocket Fuel because it it talks about the uh, the partnership that has to happen in most business to succeed at a high level. Uh, you have a couple examples of, of Rocket Fuel. Who are those? Um, so the examples of like the visionary and integrator relationship that we'll get into is Walt and Roy Disney from Disney World, um, Henry Ford and James uh, Cousins at Ford, and Ray Kroc and Fred Turner from McDonald's. Okay. The, the reason it's is important especially with me and her because of the visionary and integrator role it's uh, i'm i'm the visionary a visionary uh they come on they they future cast they see what they want and they can plan things but the integrator is the one that that makes it happen the integrator is usually the one behind the scenes like everybody's heard of walt disney but you know who in the hell is roy disney they've heard of henry ford but they don't know who james cousins is they know who ray crock is from mcdonald's but they don't know who fred turner is so the uh the visionary is the one who, who who starts, who plants, who sees. But in my case, and I think a lot of visionary cases, they are, I am not a detailed-oriented person. I can get things done. I can, I'm the shotgun guy. I can get it done fast. I can get it done effective. But the details are where I've always suffered. And I realized that early in the business, and, and that's when I hired McKenzie. And uh, tell us about what, what your opinion of the, the visionary integrator roles are. So I definitely see, especially with like our working relationship, I definitely see how it's important in a business to have that kind of relationship because um, it's kind of like a yin and yang situation. It's like two very different personalities, but they work together to accomplish a goal. So, um, you know, you have your visionary, like you said, that is like the the um, the one who has like the ideas and then the integrator is the one who just executes it. So I do think that it's, a relationship that's very important in any business to, you know, obtain like the goals that you have. I agree. And it, and it, and it takes teamwork and it takes a, you know, like a partnership to be able to succeed at a high level in business. And one thing that I see a lot is people, people, when they go into business, they partner with someone out of fear. They don't partner with someone because they're a good, uh, a good mix. And most of the time the, uh, the integrator role is, is, is a higher, after the business has been going, in our case, and all three of the cases that she gave also were hires after the fact. And it's because people don't realize their holes until until they're in business. And then most of the time, like the visionary and integrator role is not, <clears throat> that language was not a thing. It's just people who mixed well and, and created, created good chemistry, created a great business. And one helped where one was weak and one helped where the other one was weak. And, uh, with that being said, a lot of people go into business with partners because of fear. They are a fear of succeeding. People are scared to succeed because the people they're afraid people are going to think it's easy. They're going to, they're scared. People are going to think anybody can do it, but they're also scared of, of failure. Uh, they don't want to fail alone. For some reason, people feel comfortable when they're, uh, when they're failing with someone else, more comfortable. No one's comfortable failing, but more comfortable. What, what do you think about that statement? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that's true. Um, cause I've seen people get into business together where 
they think that somebody offers what they lack, but it's because, and it's like that fear basis. It's the, well, I think this person might be better at this than me, but it doesn't necessarily fit that whole visionary and integrator relationship role. Um, so I definitely agree with that. And I think it's a, definitely kind of a fallback of like, well, I'm not good at this, but they are. So if it doesn't work out, then it's both of our faults. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's when people are doing that on the beginning, they don't understand what they're good at. They understand what they're going to do, but still sometimes that becomes a square peg round hole. It's like I can make it fit or I can make, you know, partner B do this because I don't want to do it. And a lot of people hire because of things they don't want to do. And it's one thing I've been very adamant when I'm, when I'm coaching and, I, and I'm talking to people is you don't hire where you, where you don't want to do it. You hire where you're weak. And McKenzie was hired as a, as a, a salesperson. And, and she did that role, you know, pretty effective for about a year. Yeah, close to a year. About close to a year. And then, you know, I started noticing they were more, she had better attributes than just sales. And we were to pull her into like a contract to close position, which you've been in that position for close to five years now, close to five years. And ever since she was pulled into that position, especially for the last like two to three years, she's been like moved into more of a uh, director of operations role while still doing those roles. Just the way her mind works, she is, she's exactly sharp where I'm dull and, uh, she's a a big piece of the puzzle because she's able to strengthen me where I'm weak. She's able to, to keep in detail, uh, the management, the day-to-day activities, everything that I would lose because I'm so focused on the vision. I'm so focused on building. I never look behind me. And that's one thing with her as, as, as the integrator, she's able to, to stay behind me, make sure things are going where she is. And she probably, when I'm speaking uh, for me, she, you probably, because you're strong in those, you lack long-term vision. Is that true? or? Yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, like You have a very much more like creative mind and, like, for lack of a better term, visionary mind. Like You see like way down the road where sometimes I get focused on like the task that's like directly in front of me. Um, so I have like goals that I'd like to see us accomplish as far as like the business goes. But I think sometimes I'm like focused on the day-to-day stuff so much on like, cause I feel like it's like stepping stones. Like you have to accomplish this stuff first to get there, but you're constantly like evaluating everything that's going on. You're testing the market to see what works and all that stuff. So sometimes like your ideas, I can't even keep up with half the time cause you're just constantly throwing stuff at me. Like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? Um, but yeah, I definitely think that you have more of that long-term sight on you than I do at times. In, in the beginning and in, in when, the, when our business was small, it was, I was able to do both. Mm-hmm. I was able to visionary and do the day-to-day. But I come to a, a spot where uh, we were not going to grow without, a, an, without an integrator. And, and that's when I didn't know it was going to be her. It's like, and she didn't know it was going to be her. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure when she was hired, and this was not a long-term plan for her. This was, this was something until she got something else. I mean, you know, it's like almost like a placemat mm-hmm. job. And then it's turned, you know, it's going to turn into a long-term career with her because we've partnered in other ventures. We've, we, we've, we're in business in multiple different ways. And this helps, uh, this helps me because 
I didn't know what I was missing until I had it. And just like uh, with Ray Kroc, if Ray Kroc wouldn't have had Fred Turner, Ray Kroc would have been a, a two or three hamburger stand somewhere else. It would have never turned into McDonald's. And it was, it was after the fact. I was able to see where I was weak to know where I needed to strengthen. And because of that, in the last, I'd say three years, when you really stepped up to that director of operation yeah. roles to, to help me lead, it's, you know, we continue to grow. And, and that's, that's a huge help because normally as a small business, I was able to say, you know, Mackenzie, I want to do this. And we were able to turn on a dime, but now we've got more of a, of a big ship. So it takes, it takes the visionary to, to look where we need to start turning because we've got to start turning miles ahead of, of where we actually need to be because the ship is so big. But this allows me to focus on that and her to have absolute focus on what's going on on the ship, not where it's going. And that combination is, is huge. What do you think about the um, that these other partnerships? These the, you know, the Walton Roy, the Henry Ford, the Ray Kroc. Are you on the same page as what I'd said about probably hired after the fact and moved on, or, or what, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I think like, I mean, I don't know for sure, but like, I think like Henry Ford. You know, he had this idea of the vehicle, and but it was just how do I execute it? How do I get that out there? Especially because vehicles were not a thing. You know, yeah, he was then, the first one to mass produce them too. Yes, and so it was kind of like, how can we get this out there? How can we make this like something that everybody is on board with? And that is probably where James Cousins comes in and helps him like just come up with a plan and a structure on getting these things done and getting like, you know, the Ford vehicle out there. When did you realize? And, and I've never asked you this in our journey that you realized you were the part that the business was missing, or have you realized Ooh. that? I don't know. I mean, I do remember like one day way back when, um, where I came to you when I was still in the sales role and I was just like, Hey, if if there's ever anything that needs to be done within the office, that's other than sales, just throw it my way. I'd be happy to help or whatever. So I think that's kind of what started all of this was just like, you slowly start throwing like little tasks at me. It could be something as simple as send a postcard to this person or whatever, but it just slowly turned into that. I think probably in the last I think like what you said, three years probably, um, is when that really changed. Like when um, I started taking on a lot more responsibility um, and aside from just the contract to close aspect of it. So I would say probably in the last three years is like when that really came into play here with the whole uh, visionary and integrator role and how that started working for us. I think that was probably about three years ago. When I first brought her on, I had a very limited mindset of someone being able to do something better than I could. And it, it, it calls like I would give her a task, but it, a task that would take me three minutes to do, I would give to her and I would spend 10 minutes checking up on it. Like, yeah. is this done? <laughs> Did you do it this way? You know, just trying to ensure. And it took months and probably nearly a year before I finally realized like every time I ask her, she has it. I need to quit asking her. And that allowed me to entrust her. And I think a lot of people, and I talk, you know, I coach a lot of real estate agents and, and, I, and I speak to groups and, and I help my agents. And one thing that I hear when I'm with someone building a team, when they say, I don't think anybody can do it better than me, that is the most uh, ignorant. Limiting thought. Yes, ignorant, limiting fact, limiting thought you can have in your head to think that you are better than everyone you know that could do that. And I talked to a guy, uh, 
actually last week we were talking about hiring some assistants and, and doing some work like that for him. And he was like, I don't think nobody could do it as good as me. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you paying? And, and he'd give me some number and I'm like, nobody's going to do it. Of course you're not going to find someone that's qualified to do that at that level. And uh, he, uh, he didn't understand it. And to, when you find someone that's going to do it, you have to pay them to, to, you have to pay them what they're worth to be able to do that. But it's, it's difficult for people to see that because people are so caught up in their own head that nobody can do it as good as they are. Mm-hmm. And that is a, have you seen that or, or tell me, tell me about your, your opinion on that. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely see that in other businesses or, not, or I've heard of it um, from other people of like, well, that person just wouldn't let go of control. They wouldn't let me do my job. How many times have you heard they wouldn't let loose of control and you've heard about their businesses doubling and tripling and being big? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah, actually one of my um, previous jobs I had that same problem of I had somebody who just wouldn't let me do my job that I was there to do. And uh, it made things very, very difficult on me. And I ended up deciding that it was just best to part ways because it just I was being limited on what I could do. And I felt like I couldn't effectively do my job for what I was being paid to do. And I didn't like that. You know, it was kind of like a micromanaging situation of like, you know, oh, you're not doing this right, or you're not doing that right, and not from, like, a constructive point of view, but of, like, a well, I would do it this way, and never open to um, different options or different ideas, and so, and then, like, after I left, it took them two years to fill that position. So, you know, it's, it's a very, it is a very limiting thought when somebody thinks that they can do it better. Because it's it's not going to happen. Because you'll very rarely see somebody scale a huge business alone. Even and if you do hear about it, you've not looked behind the curtain enough to find out there's somebody back there assisting them. And in all of my businesses and all of my ventures, I have I have integrators because of one because of the, the hire of McKinsey. I was able to realize the importance of having someone that could see that. My real estate business in Tennessee, I have. Uh, I have integrators there. Started off with with Ariel. She was she was my right hand man. She was the McKenzie up there. And then once that business got built, then I moved uh, Matt McCrory into the visionary part of that business. So when you're when you're looking at partnering with business, because this is all Rocket Fuels about, has how to how to create to create bigger business, scalable business, is when you, when you are looking to grow, you don't partner. You don't partner with ideas. You partner with people. It's if if McKinsey come up to McKinsey come to me and tell me she wanted to start a a goat farm, whatever she wanted to start, I would want to partner with her because I know who she is and what she's about. She don't clock out at five o'clock. She don't work from nine to five and then she goes away. She makes sure every task is done, and that's not something that you're able to train. That is just that's who she is. That was who she. That's how she was brought up to be, and it's really important that you partner with people like that because. If, if you have someone who is just, just that task oriented, like it's going, it's going to, if they're going to get tasks done on their schedule, not a time schedule, that's going to exponentially grow your business. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time like clocking out. <laughs> and I do too. And, and that's one reason I wanted to get in sales is because I, I was always, I always t- say in story, I was the hardest worker in the room and no matter what I was doing, if I was working in a factory in Tennessee, or if I was managing a juvenile detention center, whatever I was doing, I wanted to be the best at it. And that allowed me never clock out. I wanted to be available. I wanted to know. I wanted to study. 
And the person, the 10 people working on the assembly lines beside of me, they can't help. That's who I am. And I couldn't help it either. I'm the person that's never going to be satisfied. If I ever end up with a, a billion dollars, my, my goal in life will be to turn it to two. Like, how do I do that? Like, I will never be satisfied. And that is a, uh, as big as a gift that is, that's also a, that's also rough. Mm-hmm. So I've got friends back home that go clock out at three o'clock every day and they go home, watch TV and drink a beer and they're super satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a feeling I, th- I don't think I'll ever have. Right. Yeah. I've, I've had that conversation with a lot of people of like, you know, you'll be out doing things or on a trip or something and you just can't shut off. Like you, you're still working, you're still doing your business because it just, it has to be done first of all, but also because it's just in us, I think. Or, <laughs> And it's not work. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. This is is who I am. I'm I'm building. I'm growing. This is going to put my future where I need it to be. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. You have any closing statements about Rocket Fuel? No, I just think that this whole book, like, perfectly describes the the working relationship that we have. Um, There were certain times when they were describing, like, what a visionary was or like certain characteristics and same thing with the integrator. And I would just like kind of laugh cause I felt like it accurately described mm-hmm. one of us, like the integrator stuff. Um, there were some things that made me laugh cause I was like, okay, now I feel validated that these <laughs> thoughts in my head aren't just thoughts in my head that they're not made up. Um, and then there were certain things about the visionary that made me chuckle too. Cause I was like, yep, that describes Tim to a T. <laughs> yep. That's him. So, um, but yeah, I do think that this, uh, relationship, is definitely very important to businesses in order for them to grow and succeed and having people that balance each other out. Yeah. If, if you're not, if you're trying to grow or scale your business and you're not having success, you have not partnered with the right people. Uh, when I say partnered, I mean, they could be partners, they could be hires, they could be support people, they could be mentors. There's a lot of different ways to connect. Uh, so, so make sure you're reevaluating everything that's in your, in your, in the bottom part of your structure that you're trying to build up because you, you grow, you grow with people. You don't grow, then hire them. You know, your, your core people, uh, rocket fuel was written by Gino Wickman. Uh, his most popular book is traction. And not, and I, I would definitely, we'll be doing traction in the near future. And I would ask people to, uh, definitely pick that one up. This one teaches you how to get your business going. And, uh, and that's a good one. Also guys, episode six of the learn to earn podcast. Rocket Fuel with special guest, Mackenzie Huddleston. Let's have a great day.